Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Last time, the party boarded the train, disguised as a high-ranking military family. However, they run into Drifter's son, Armando, who has also boarded the train, having discovered their plans to rob it. With eyes everywhere, things are made worse by the appearance of a strange woman carrying a mysterious puppet. But the party has little time to investigate, as their two-hour deadline is fast approaching. Will the party make it off the train alive? Just what are they stealing? Will Drifter's past come back to haunt him? Let's find out. The next train is guard train. Don't worry. I got something for this. You walk out of this cabin in between cars. You know how there's a bit of between trains that's outside. And I keep like ducking my head everywhere. Every time we're passing through doorways and like hitting the horns. Like, ow! Drifter, how do you do this? This is so, so bizarre. Drifter is uh, also ducking under each thing, even though he has feet and feet of space between the top of his head and the top of the doorway. <laughs> Lazarus pulls out a pocket watch. He says, all right, we only got about 15 minutes left before your disguise is going to run out. Got to make this quick. What? This was the last two We're hours. We're wearing an amulet. Oh. The, the amulet's only last two Oh, hours. yeah, we were talking in the for an hour. train for an hour. He takes a small clockwork metal device with a glass container of some strange glistening purple liquid and he places it up to the vents of the guard car he flips the switch on it the liquid drains out of it and you start hearing the sound of people collapsing in the next car and then he takes it away and he says all right now that should take care of them come on let's go stepping over limp bodies he opens conscious yeah they're just unconscious i hope yeah, if, if that was a mass murder. Can we do a medicine play? check yeah, yeah, yeah. to see what they think? Um, you open the door, uh, you hear snoring, so you assume that they're just asleep, and this is some sort of sleeping powder. Okay. You see a bunch of Borgovian troops, about 30 of them in this car. They're all asleep, their weapons just next to them. Can we it, take some of the weapons? Sure. Edgar! Oh, wake up, dear! Edgar springs to life. Oh, good boy, good boy. Oh, isn't it good to be back? No, um, we gotta get, we gotta get moving. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, Drifter. Um, Edgar, be a dearie and just collect all of these weapons you see. Just pick them up. Chomp them. Just chomp these weapons. Chomp, 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 chomp. Okay, uh, your bag starts eating all of the weapons. Oh, isn't he cute? <laughs> a drifter will grab one pistol and to put in his pocket before Edgar gets to it. <laughs> I think they should do like a tug of war. <laughs> Edgar, no, Edgar, I, I need this one. <laughs> you barely grasp it from his uh, jaws. <laughs> Zipper. Yeah. While, while, while Drifter and Edgar are fighting, Chosh will take a sword. There are no swords. <laughs> There's no swords. The gunsmen. <laughs> this army sucks. Chosh doesn't take is like anything. A, is there like a bayonet like, or the musket with like a little... No. Chosh okay. uses do you, swords. Do you take out your items from your back? Yeah. Um, Edgar, now that... You've been a good boy and collected all the weapons. Would you be a dearie? Um, would you do one little thing for me now, my dear, sweet little bag? His kind of handle kind of wags like a tail. Oh, good boy. Would you fetch Josh's pretty 
big shield from inside of you, <laughs> as well as Drifter's gauntlet and the knife. Uh, yeah, the bag. That's my knife, right? No, it's, knife? it's Drifter's knife. And and Drifter's knife. Uh, yeah, your bag starts uh, kind of like vomiting, <laughs> and then it the shield, and then oh. it goes to your dagger, and then <laughs> to the hand. Are they covered with a? Are they covered? Are they wet? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Josh will. Oh, he's a good boy, and I rub his, I rub his little, his little carpet. He barks happily. Oh, he's so good. Josh is clearly very uncomfortable with the situation. <laughs> his orcish face is contorted into a, a grimace. <laughs> a drifter will will take the knife and put it in his boot, uh, in the in the handle for it, and then attempt to put on the gauntlet, but realize that his hands are far too large to now fit inside this gauntlet. And will instead hold it with his left hand. <laughs> okay, you still have the you still have the iron knuckles on though, right? I do have the brass knuckles, which and the brass yeah. knuckles, yeah. yeah. Brass knuckles. Which, well, which, uh, those could perfectly could contour my hand. Well, well, let's go on. Let's carry on, lads. Well, the next car is the, the target car. Well, this went off without a hitch. No hitches. No hitches. Uh, well, you jinx it. You can easily surmise that this car is locked based on the fact that you have the key. I'll go ahead and unlock it. Wait, wait, wait. Don't speak for everyone. I, I, what do you think? I think I feel like that's we what I want to be do, more but... cautious. All right, you unlock that door. Inside, there are no windows. It is a car that is completely steel lined. In the center of it appears to be no better word to describe it, but a sarcophagus sort of device. It's made of metal. Not pretty at all. It's chained up, wrapped around with chains and locks, and chained to the walls. Additionally, in this room, there are four paladin guards, each in the corners. Upon opening the door, two of them turn and look at you, and they say, Who are you? You're not supposed to be in here. What are you doing? I'm going to slyly retrieve the perfume of prolific conversation from Edgar. Just kind of spritz it around my... Uh, spritz, it around, spritz it around us and say, Oh, sirs, we're, we're just in for an inspection. They, they start coughing because of the smell of the perfume. And they, and they say, yeah, ma'am, ma'am, you can't be in here. Oh, we just want to take a peek. There are no scheduled inspections of this car. Oh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, spontaneous, you know. How did you get the key to this? Drifter. We were given it to by the, the general. Drifter it's general's will, orders. will turn to Chosh and gesture towards, there's two men? There's four, four. but there's two near you. Uh, we'll gesture to the one on the left. And kind of give him a nod. Yeah, Cho- you're talking. Josh will nod back. G- general, the general gave Major Preston, my husband, Sergey, his key. You gotta press the button. It, you see, he gestures to a button, a red button on the side of the wall in the middle of the car. One of the guards on the opposite end starts walking towards it. Okay, well we have to stop him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, should I roll for initiative, or can I just tackle him to the ground? Hopefully, yeah. Before Drifter and Josh make their moves. Um, sure. I'm going to say, now, please, gentlemen, let's not be too rash. And so I have advantage, right? You do. Let's just calm down and take a look-see, shall we? Fuck. Uh, Yeah, that's 11. You delay the Sergei. You kind of like rush over to Sergei and say this. Uh, You delay him for like a moment. He's like, ma'am, get out of the way. Is there? I have to call it in. Can you tell me anything about the button? You assume that it's going to set some sort of alarm off. What, what like, is it... Uh, hypothetically, if I wanted to, like, 
shoot and try to disable this button. Is there any possibility of that? Oh, totally. That's okay. A, that's a 100%. That's a, that definitely seems like a possibility. Good. That's, so I didn't, yeah. Uh, so let's roll for initiative. Since the other, everyone else seems to be going to attack. Okay. Drifter, you go first. What do you do? Drifter will pull out the gun and try to uh, shoot out the button to prevent to prevent it from working and potentially calling more guards. I believe that's an ability of yours, is it? You, using your years of training, you quick draw out and shoot the button, blasting it off, destroying the device and their ability to communicate to the outside. You still have another action. Mm. But everyone now is alerted to the fact that you're now in combat. So you have no surprise now. So he'll he'll aim for the one closest to him. I'm guessing the guy on the right. Mm-hmm. He is, he is going to try to intimidate him and intimidate all of them into backing down from combat. Okay, roll. You can have advantage because of Lola's perfume. 25. <laughs> wow. What do you say? <laughs> Listen, gentlemen, we don't mean you any harm, but if you keep going down this road, things are going to get ugly. Just let us come get what we need and we'll be out of your hair. These paladins, Chosh, are not like you. They don't have quite as much metal as you. They seem hesitant considering the accuracy of this man and they delay themselves for one extra round. Okay. Uh, that that personally offends Josh. Wait, wait, which part? That they that they that they wouldn't uh, strike you down where you stand immediately. No, and they're not the paladins. <laughs> um, they per- fear for their uh, lives. What? They per- fear for their lives. Oh. That is not a good paladin trait. Um, can Josh visibly identify what god or what angel rather they represent? Yeah. Uh, two of them are from greed and two of them for righteousness. Okay. Oh, the bad boys. Righteousness. Okay. All right. Um, so Chosh will uh, cast uh, a spell that uh, perhaps normally uh, in his paladin armor would look more natural, but it sort of like <laughs> messes up the orcish disguise where his lower back area shifts a little bit and this sort of like bizarre armored fish looking tail sprouts from <laughs> this otherwise unarmored looking orc body at first the 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 device the the little amulet tries to cover it up so there's like an extra arm out of your back <laughs> but kind of like glitches away and actually it's too much the illusion is too much and your entire disguise evaporates okay so then it's it's revealed that the that sir frederick's armor is is warping to look uh, perhaps a little more shark-like uh, to mirror uh, diligence's very as- much so aesthetic, yeah. Um, and uh, Chosh with his new tail will uh, rush towards Sergey, the uh, guard that was trying to push the button. Okay, and uh, try to sweep him with it. Twenty. Yeah. All right, so I roll two d6s. Do it. Five plus seven plus six. Wow. Your tail whip slams Sergei against the opposite metal wall. He goes unconscious immediately. Uh, Chosh will let out a shark roar. Uh, we all know what that sounds like. Shark? <laughs> shark roar. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> uh, it's, it's quite effective considering your helmet looks kind of like an open maw of a shark. That it does. You're That's just like a street shark. You're a street shark, basically. All right, Lola, it's your move. So, 
Lola is going to swiftly walk towards the sarcophagus and turning to the nearest guard, um, threatening her, she raises her hands and says, Oh, no, don't you worry about me. I'm just... I'm just a lady. I'm completely unarmed. See, no weapons here. And from the hands, from the lace, you see, slowly, hundreds of spiders. <laughs> I expected from the sleeves. Yeah. I thought from like the sleeves, you like Spider-Man now. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. But I like this too. Hundreds of spiders appear through the holes of the lace. And together... How tiny are they? <laughs> they're very tiny, <laughs> but very distinct. Yeah. Little black spiders, and together they kind of congeal into a long whip. And I say, now back. Back away from me. Uh, you have a whip of spiders. That's a spell she has, yeah. I, I, yes, I cast whip of spiders. And in my hand, I crack the whip. and uh, Probably launch a few spiders yeah. out at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm imagining uh, if you fly so I, I'm, I'm going to. I have to say, Elizabeth, your character puts on a very oh, like you delicate facade. You, yeah, I know. You scary. Can, <laughs> you can you what? can have advantage because oh, I have advantage. Yeah, because they you're kind of pretending to be innocent. All right, that's uh, when seventeen. Started, when I started this campaign, like I expected Jeffrey only to stay around to be <laughs> terrified of this spider <laughs> and like figure out like what the hell is she want in her life? Just scary. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. This is the beginning. So that's a 17. You crack your whip at one of the guards. It hits him. There's an explosion of spiders on the contact point. Spiders swarm all over his armor, getting into every nook and cranny. Nowhere is safe for this man. (laughs) He's basically made himself his own prison, and he's screaming as he tears at his armor. Uh, Could you roll for the damage? Six. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay, I'm just going to roll for the rest. Okay. He fails his poison save, and he fails his distraction. He is so caught up with these spiders that are crawling all, all, every inch of his body. He loses track of where he's going. He's just falling backwards till he's actually past all of you through They're the train. They're feeding on him. <laughs> is he going to fall off a train? He, he, he passes through the door of the train without any regard with where he is. He takes one wrong step, and you see him fall, and you hear a <laughs> as he goes under the train. The spiders! No! All right, the other two guards move. <laughs> one of the guards... One of Righteousness's guards, the other one you just killed, reasonably scared of you. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to specify I was doing non-lethal damage. I know that. That's why he's unconscious. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, one of Righteousness's guards runs at you, Lola, obviously scared of you the most. He runs at me? Yeah. <laughs> he, swings his, he swings his holy sword at you. He, his sword glows with magical energy as he swings it, cutting upwards. It slices through your bodice, and he, there's a big gash on your stomach. He deals you 10 damage. Ouch. Um, <laughs> Yowzers. Uh, uh, 32 points. HP. Lazarus takes out a knife. This man is distracted. He goes behind him and he stabs that man in armor. Mm-hmm. Straight, through a, straight through a chink in his armor. And you see him just slowly bring the man down with just one stab. And he pulls out the knife and you can see that it was poisoned. Wow. Cl- clutching at my chest, I say... Well, that was awfully kind of you. Thank you, Lazarus. Ow. He winks at you. Ew. One of Greed's paladins runs at you, Chosh. You easily bring up your shield and block the blow. 
it's not even difficult for you. These people are poorly trained compared to you. You it's you definitely like basically just parry him off. Drifter, it's your move. So what what's in the room that we're in? This is this is the pat- this, luggage car. There's like this. No, this is this is the sar- there's a sarcophagus. There's one unconscious guard, uh, one dead guard, and one who's trying to kill Josh right now. I'm trying to say like, is it worth like tying him up and like leaving him alive, or should I just? No, shoot we shouldn't. Face? We should not keep these people alive because they're guards. They're so they're paladins for righteousness and for greed. And so if they know, they can tell that Josh. They yeah. can. They know who Josh is now. Yeah, that's fair. If do you want Josh's input on this? Don't yeah, you sure. dare kill more than you have to. What? Don't they're pathetic. You... Go- they're pathetic. Paladins. They are my brothers. That's how Drifter. Drifter. We need to just like. He's like. Uh, we don't need to kill this guy. No, Let's... we need to kill them. Uh, so, so Drifter is. There go- is. We need to kill these. Drifter is going to approach this guy with his brass knuckles and attempt to kind of knock him out. Okay, roll to hit him. He's wearing a suit of armor. Oh, okay. Well, I I rolled a sixteen plus what dexterity? No, you hit him. Strength. Sure. Uh, all right. Roll two d six. That's a 12. Damn. I rolled 12 with two D6s. You go right for the man's stomach. Probably not the wisest move with brass knuckles to hit a man wearing armor. I mean, it's the highest I can go. Oh, <laughs> but they're not just brass knuckles. When you make contact with the man, an electrical dis- discharge Whoa! happens from the knuckles, shocking <laughs> the man in the armor, knocking him out instantly. You've incapacitated the entire room. Josh will immediately walk over to the 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 dead uh, guard, which... which um, it was righteousness as a guard. It was righteousness as a guard. Did both of righteousness as guards die then? Yes. Okay. That uh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that Josh thinks that. Um, Josh will walk over to the the now past uh, paladin of righteousness and uh, sort of like g- give him a last rites uh, <laughs> that's thematic for the righteousness sect of the faith, whatever Do- that is. All right, you do that. Yeah. Do you pick up his sword as well? No, that would be disrespectful. Okay. Wait, is it is it cool sword? It's just a sword. Oh, like okay. Yours. No, no, no. That would be disrespectful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a cool sword, right, yeah, right. then I'll yeah, take yeah, yeah. it. But if it's just a sword, that's disrespectful. Uh, so here's what happens. Lazarus says to you all, Oh, uh, hey, I, I might, have, might have forgotten to mention to you, Drifter, that uh, we need to escape up above. Sorry about that. Might have left out that little detail. Uh, once we get out of the uh, caverns here out into the open, we're going to be escaping by airship. You know, big old Zeppelin. So we got to get this thing out of the room. Now, help me with these chains. And then somehow we got to get this thing upstairs. Uh, so how are you going to get the sarcophagus unchained? Josh, uh, actually conveniently enough, has a bag of rust, which he will pour all over this. Wait, well, the, presumably the sarcophagus is a magical, you There's know, chains no. chaining you down. You can like pour it on the chain and there, not hit the I, I should also say, yeah. well, I should say one other thing. The sarcophagus has like a little kind of glass window on it so you can see inside of it that is gross are we going to look inside well i do i'm i'll kind of glance over you yeah. know just kind of nonchalant so we, we look inside through the window kind of like you know i'm looking i'm looking at something else but i call my eye kind of see it and i'm not like not gonna like not gonna look cool. at it. Play. i mean cool. i kind of have to you see a face you don't recognize like a spiky sort of brow that becomes kind of horns but you also notice something else from what barely you can see. You can see one large pair of angelic wings. Wow. Lazarus, what exactly is this? You'll find out at the end of the job. Drifter, come on. You and me up top. Let's make sure it's clear. I, uh, 
I glance over at Chosh. Chosh, Chosh starts uh, putting ru- the, the rust on the chains and then I think just naturally sees what what's inside. Does he recognize the figure, the angel? Chosh, the bag of rust instantly dissolves the chains. You still have uh, another use of that at least. You do recognize the angel. This is an angel you've been told is dead. Well, they, they, I was told correctly. I don't know. Who knows? This is the angel of mercy. They were dead before this game even yes, started. Yes, they were dead before yeah. the game started. Okay. Um, Have mercy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Angels, when they die, they dissolve. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a little, a little spooky. Josh, it's about this time, as you finish dissolving the chains, you see someone appear at the door. You see two other armed paladin guards appear at the door. They draw their swords. Then you see... Are they from the previous room? Because we took all their weapons. I know. Oh, their swords, you said. Yeah. There's nobody from with swords. You see these two draw their swords, preparing to fight you. But then you see somebody from behind stab them both. And they fall to the ground with these large needles in their neck. And you see a woman you saw before. The pale woman. And she walks into the room. And she says, Well, it's good to see you all again. It's been a while. We haven't really met face to face, I suppose. She waves her hand in front of her face. A kabuki mask appears. She waves it down again, and it disappears. Chosh will uh, go from perhaps indecisive to very protective about this sarcophagus. I think you have something that I want. You have no right to this. Oh, poor little lost lamb. Oh, both of you, lost without your leader. Don't worry, he's in good hands now. I'm going to step up, step up to this ghoulish woman, take off my glove, take off my lace glove, and slap her across the face. Okay, you definitely have to roll for that. I'm going to. I hope we don't get a repeat of that kick. Ah! Oh my god! <laughs> you cannot touch her! It's a one. You daintily take off your glove to go and slap the, uh, the kabuki woman. Suddenly her, she sticks out her tongue. It elongates and transforms into a snake that swings straight at you and bites you on your ah! neck. Jesus. <laughs> That's harsh. On the neck? Yeah, it deals you seven damage. Roll a constitution save. So, 17. That's pretty good. You are able to withstand the poison. You kind of reduce to your knees for a moment, but you're able to withstand it. Uh, meanwhile, Drifter, you're up top with your friend. That's, a, that's, a, that's one word for Push it. Push him off. Push him off. Not yet. Drifter, you're at the top of the train there with Lazarus. As you're up there, the train finally exits the cavern, and you're in direct sunlight again. The one minute of time that you have to get the sarcophagus out and picked up by the Zeppelin. You see, looking up high above you, you can see the Zeppelin, and you can see a chain some 30 seconds away from you. At this time, Drifter, you're just waiting with Lazarus for someone to give you guys the sarcophagus up there. It's at this time that you see hands on the opposite end of the train, someone pulling themselves up. What do you do? Uh, he'll, he'll say to Lazarus, Lazarus, get the chain. I'll take care of this guy. Drifter, you pull a gun on the person pulling themselves up. You realize immediately it's your son. Roll for initiative. Chosh, we start with you. What do you do? Chosh uh, will look at the uh, Kabuski mask woman and say, I already threw you off one thing. You're going to make me throw you off two? And I... Uh, Without the real intent of throwing himself off the train, charge her, <laughs> charge her um, and try and 
like hit her and then sweep her with the leg to knock her off the train. Sure. Roll. All right. Roll for two hits individually. Rolled it. Charger first. Okay. That is a 18 plus, I guess I don't have proficiency in this, but we can add my strength. That hits. Yeah. Okay. What's damage for an unarmed 1d4? You're, you have a shield. Okay. That's a four. Is that plus strength? Yep. That is seven. And then I will tr- roll to hit her with, sweep her with my tail, um, which is a nine plus, that's 12, probably doesn't hit. Chosh, you charge at her. She jumps up, sort of like a cannonball at you. You slam her with your shield and uh, slam her against the wall. You're unable to hit her with her with your tail because she jumped up. And she, you know, you, you hear like cracking as, as you push her against the wall. Uh, you deal her seven damage. All right. I'm going to try and ho- keep her there if I can. Keep her up against the wall. All right. Uh, roll strength check. Okay. That is a 22. Chosh, you are easily stronger than this woman until four long metal-like arms kind of appear from her back. They're thin, almost like snakes, and they start pushing from her. They kind of spread and curve and start pushing back, and you slowly begin sliding back until she's off of the wall. I did not realize I was fighting Dr. Octopus. (laughs) (laughs) You are now fighting Dr. Octopus. And she draws out, that chain, those daggers that she has on chains. Mm-hmm. Uh, that puts us at Drifter's turn. What do you do? Drifter is, is is going to really do nothing and just kind of watch his son climb up the side uh, and and stare, not even aiming his gun at him, but have his, have his gun out and ready to see what he says. Not even offering to help him up? No. He's, in too in, he's more in shock about, like, what to do? He's know what to do in the situation. Drifter's a more hands-off kind of a dad. What yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might say? <laughs> Jeez. All right. Your son says, Major, what are you doing up here? Stay back, son. This is this does not concern you. Oh, I'm sorry, but it does. He pulls out a uh, he pulls out his own gun and points it at Lazarus. That man is a wanted man. Uh, He's run with ill-reputed folk. Uh, the, the Drifter will, will will aim his gun. At his son, uh, hesitantly, um, kind of his hands shaking as he uh, is uh, targeting his his only child in this world, his only family left. Major, what are you doing? Uh, son, we're, we're on official... Uh, and he pulls out the, the amulet and throws it off the train, revealing his true identity. He's shocked. He's speechless. I didn't want to come to this, son. So what are you going to do? Shoot me? I'm trying to do right now. We're on official business from the angels. He, you know, does the thing where he twirls the gun to show that he's not pointing it. Places it down, puts his hands up. He says, I'm not going to fight you. Ah, sure as hell, I aren't going to let you get away with this. Drifter will take the gun he has aimed at his son and, and, and just throw it off the side of the train. I'm not here to fight you. You hear Lazarus say from behind you, <laughs> Well, I never took you for a softy, Angelo. Sentimental type. You turn around. You see Lazarus has a gun pointed. Not at you, but your son Armando. A drifter will, will take a step and stand between Lazarus and his son um, and say, Lazarus, just keep doing the job. Let me handle this. Lazarus says, sorry, friend. No loose ends. Fires the gun at you. Your glove reacts automatically. It moves 
right in front of your chest where the bullet was headed straight towards. It catches the bullet. There's an immense pain in your hand. You can feel blood trickling down your arm. You release your fist, and a crumpled bullet falls and tinkles on top of the train car. crumpled on the ground, clutching my neck, and do I see the Kabuki? Do I see the Kabuki woman still? Is she still? Yeah, she's in my ha- line of sight. Yeah, her metal arms are pushing Chosh slowly backwards as she starts twirling one of her knives, trying to find an opening to hit him with it. I'm going to shakingly stretch out my arm and say, "Die, you ruinous snake!" And I cast, from my hand, I cast Witch's Bolt at a higher level, at third level. Roll the hit. Yeah, okay. It's a lot of damage. An almighty force blasts forth from your hand, but you're still a little woozy from the poison. It misses the woman completely, and it blasts a hole through the metal carriage of the train. Chasha's turn, what do you do? You des- Can you describe her arms again for me? Yeah, they're like these kind of thin, almost like sheet metal. They kind of look like scales, almost, that kind of go out. They're very thin. Kind of, you kind of hit it on the hail with Doctor Ock. They don't really have hands. They're just kind of points. Yeah. It would be a shame if they rusted. Um, Chosh is going to. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. To be honest with you, take out uh, his bag of rust and like just like I, you. You know what he's gonna if if this is possible, he's going to powder it between his two hands and just grab the two uh two arms that he can and just like squeeze them until they rust away sure roll 13 you do that you you get pushed back by the woman you reach into your bag of rust coated on both of your hands and you grab not just two but all four of the these metal arms and you hold them as they start squirming almost as if they have a life on their own as you dissolve them into nothing um and then i'm also gonna slap her with my tail okay if that's all right. You try to roundhouse her with the tail. Yeah. If that's kosher, and that is a 22. All right. That's kosher. Uh, you're just trying to knock her over? Yeah, trying to knock her off the train, really. Through the hole? Through the hole. Ooh. And Chosh is going to try to knock uh, this kabuki woman uh, through the hole created by Lola's witch blast. Okay. Oh, which is bolt, Which is a seven damage. You're unable to push her through the hole, but you... Trip her over so she's on the ground. Um, she falls. It goes to her turn. She instead seems to transform herself into a large snake and starts trying to coil around you. She does it, and she starts biting, but she's unable to get you. You put, this, you put your shield right between her maw, and she keeps biting at the shield over and over and over. The sound is terrible. It's almost gong-like. But your shield stays... Hardy. We go back up top to Drifter. Drifter will charge towards Lazarus, attempting to throw him off the train. Roll. Okay, 15. Uh, Yeah, you push Lazarus near the edge of the train. Uh, Just as you're about to push him over, he grabs a knife at his side and slices at you. 
He deals you three damage. You back up. He's precariously near the edge. He says, I prefer it the old-fashioned way anyways. As he holds the knife in an aggressive stance towards you. So Drifter would just attempt to kick him off the train. 15 plus strength, 17. Uh, you kick him off the train, but he grabs onto your boot. He's kind of pulling you over. Your leg is kind of, you're doing like a, almost a split sort of a thing. It's incredibly painful. He's holding onto you for dear life as he dangles over the train. We go back inside. The giant snake has surrounded Shosh and is biting at him, but is, he's barely keeping it at bay with a shield. I'm going to walk up to the snake, towering before me, stare it dead in the eyes, and say, Be still, you serpentine fiend. <laughs> you pulled it off. You pulled it off. I, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that. It, it, I also it, like it, Lola being unsure. Like Lola like trying to find bad words to say and having <laughs> yeah. trouble with it. And so I cast Hypnotic Gaze. Okay, I rolled against that. Her eyes kind of light up. You kind of see that hypnotic sort of pattern in her eyes reflected there. And she seems kind of dazed and her jaw kind of slackens and she kind of wiggles like a snake that's been charmed. Josh, get out of her grasp right now. Run. So have you ever been, I'm going somewhere with this. Have you ever been like, have you ever like swaddled yourself in a blanket? Mm Mm-hmm. And then when you try to get out of it, you have to push the blanket off of you and thus push it in a direction. Yeah. Chosh is going to try to like emerge from the snake the opposite way as the hole, hoping to like push the snake out, like kick against it, push against it with every limb he has, which is five. Okay. Is his tail a limb? Roll. Well, that's the age-old question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a 20. Josh, you push with all your might against the snake. Actually helping you is Lola's bag, Edgar. It's been biting at the snake in the meantime, helping to pry it off of you. And you kick off using your shield almost as sort of leverage against it. And you see the snake go flying straight through the hole and landing on the ground hard. It is a shame that no one dies off screen because that would have been great. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I, I oh. just want Josh will uh, look at Lola and kind of just give a quick nod of thanks. Okay, Drifter, it's you on top. You're being pulled slowly down by Lazarus, just like the old days. You're about to fall. Your feet are slipping. You feel hands on the back of your duster, pulling you back up. It's your son. He slowly brings you up until you're safely there, and Lazarus is grasping on the side of the train. What do you do? Drifter will quickly use his foot to try to kick his fingers that are grasping the side of the train and, and knock him off. You do it. You see his hands fall, but you don't see what happens to him. You just hear a scream. Well, I survived it once. I'm sure I'll be seeing him again. Chosh, you and Lola start lifting the heavy sarcophagus up and lift it on top of the train. You make it just in time to attach it onto the chain that's dangling from the zeppelin. Drifted Airy, could you help us lift this up perhaps? It's a bit heavy. A drifter will, will uh, run over and grab it and, and look to his son and say, can you give us a hand? He nods. He hooks it up to the chain. You all grab on to this sarcophagus that you've now hooked up to the Zeppelin, and it's going to, and it's slowly being pu- pulled up. Joining you is Armando. 
You're about five feet off of the ground as it's slowly rising. When you see Armando get pulled almost completely off of it, you see someone holding him by the boot. It's Lazarus. And he says, I'm not going to die from a train a second time, Drifter. You're coming with me. And he rips open his cloak. And you see he's attached dynamite all down his front. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is a lot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um. Um, from the rope, I glare down at Lazarus and say, Lazarus, darling, it's been a laugh. But it's time for you to go. And so I cast Tasha's hideous laughter. He erupts in laughter. He starts losing his grip on your son's boot. The boot slides off with Lazarus, and he lands on top of the train. Yeah, so uh, Chosh casts Shield of Faith not on himself uh, and his group, but rather uh, long distance onto Lazarus, encompassing him in a little shield that makes it impossible for any kind of explosion of, say, dynamite to uh, damage the train very much and keeps the blast ray localized. Chosh, you do this just moments in time. He pulls a string. The dynamite all ignites. You cast the shields. It explodes just as the shield goes around him, protecting not just you, but the trains itself from being completely destroyed. It just destroys the one car below it. The train car below you is rendered into pieces, but the train itself keeps on chugging as you all slowly ascend towards the Zeppelin. again for another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater in episode 14, Revelations.